0: Welcome back to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. I'm your host, Paula Adams. Today is August 23rd, 2022, and I hope you're having a wonderful day. Today's topic might sound kind of boring, but I actually found it really interesting, and that is the smart grid. What does that have to do with electricity? Electricity. And I think it's something that we kind of take for granted. But if we were to lose it, like many of us did in the winter of 2021, we find out just how much we depend on the steady flow of electricity coming into our homes. So let's get started talking about that. But before we do, I want to mention the fact that I am using a new microphone. And if you're a podcaster and you want to make your own podcast, you might want to get a microphone that can plug in uh, and use Bluetooth with your phone. And so it's wireless and it just you just plug in a little a little adapter into your charging port your phone and then you clip on the wireless mic onto your shirt and that way if you want to set your phone down and walk around or if you're filming something and the other person is doing the talking then you know if you're making a video then they can wear the microphone or if you're interviewing someone you can buy a set that has two microphones and you can both talk and you'll get sound. And so it's really amazingly cheap. So I'm going to put the link to this particular microphone to the Amazon uh, product, which you can go straight to it in the show notes of this episode. So back to the smart grid. We Texans discovered just how disruptive a power grid failure can be in the winter of 2021. I think that was February or somewhere around there. Um, and I looked up, you know, what caused, what caused all the, the troubles. And they said that they decided that it was a lack of proper winterization of the gas powered electric plants, as well as the, the lines, the the power lines. So basically they didn't spend the money and the time, and they really didn't expect such an unusually cold winter, but, you know, they really should be prepared for that. So it got so cold that the the plants froze and the lines froze, and they couldn't get the power out. And this caused uh, trouble for millions of people, and, you know, people couldn't work, we couldn't cook, we couldn't we couldn't drive on the roads, we couldn't buy gas, because the gas pumps are electric. We couldn't turn on our, our stoves, our heaters, we couldn't use Wi-Fi, because Wi-Fi uses electricity, and um, a lot of people who have, like, a phone, you know, that's plugged into the wall, like a cordless phone, those aren't going to work. And even worse and more expensive was when people's water pipes froze. And, and then, you know, when they thawed out, they, they burst. And many people's homes got extreme damage from frozen water pipes. Um, and people actually died. And this was all because of a lack of heat and electricity. And um, also businesses couldn't, couldn't open up because they had no electricity. And that meant that stores were closed. And where I live, we actually had, you know, rolling blackouts. So we would have like a little bit of time when we had electricity and we could warm up the house a little and then we could, you know, charge our batteries and things like that. Uh, But but really the whole state was shut down. And they said that the damage was somewhere around up to $130 billion in direct and indirect costs. Well, this situation led, gave a lot of like uh, strength to those who want funding to modernize the electric grid into a smart grid. Um, you know, you might call it a convenient crisis or something like that. You need those kind of bad things to happen when you're trying to say, "Hey, look, we need to fix this." Well, many people have been actually trying to get the grid modernized for a long time now, but the the problem is nobody wants to pay for it it's kind of like all those failing roads and bridges and the you know the aging infrastructure that every president um, claims that they're going to pay for going back you know to bush and beyond um you know a lot of the bridges and roads do need repairs but the thing is nobody wants to pay for that stuff that's not fun you know maintenance who wants to do maintenance like i don't you know i don't like having to get a new roof on my house that costs a lot of money but i also don't want my house to uh, you know my roof to leak which it did. And it caused a lot of damage. So maintenance is important. And, and we need our electrical grid to work. And not not to mention the fact that it's getting older. I mean, besides that, we also have a lot more people in Texas than we used to, and in the country. In fact, we have twice as many people in, in the country as there was when they first built the grid the you know the power plants and stuff so what is the difference between what we have now and what they want to build well the short answer is that and even this is not a very good answer but i got this off the internet a smart grid is a remodeled electrical power system configured so that the electrical lines are connected to computers and millions of sensors on uh, smart devices will tell us and tell the computers how much electricity is being used and by whom and when in you know in live time. So it'll be smart because they'll be able to see which lines are working and which line, lines are not working, and. It will even have, like, automatic repair functions. So it, it, it will be pretty good in some ways. But I'm going to talk about the ways it's not so good, too. But, you know, from a scientific viewpoint, it, it is going to be an improvement over what we have. And here is another definition. From smartgrid.gov, they tell us that the smart grid is millions of pieces and parts, controls, computers, power lines, and new technologies and equipment that will bring the same kind of transformation that the Internet has already brought to the way we live, work, play, and learn. And, you know, they have a lot of very glowing words to say about the grid on that website. So, you know, there's also a lot of technical language and language that sounds very much like marketing language. And I I think that is because they want the public to want this grid so that they will not complain when the tax dollars are spent to build it. And that is something that is happening now. And it also has happened in the past. Um, our presidents and our Congress get together and they, they decide to give money to private businesses in the form of grants in order to get them to do the, you know, the research and development and construction rec- required for the smart grid. And I'm going to get to more about what has been done already in just a few minutes. Um So, another major um reason to that they say we need the smart grid is because they want to connect it with renewable energy sources, so, as they are phasing out the old power plants and closing them down they're they're going to be building more solar, more wind more hydro, maybe some other kinds of energy. And as they do that, they will connect it to the smart grid. And another buzzword that I learned about while I was doing this research is mini grids. Mini grids can be built in countries and areas that don't have a lot of electricity. Like, you know, around the world, especially in Africa and other undeveloped countries, um, and I know Africa is a continent, but in parts of Africa and other places that are still basically living in the dark ages, they, they have either very unreliable or old-fashioned ways of getting electricity, but they can go in there and they can put in some solar arrays you know some big solar farms and then they can uh, make a mini grid that gives power just to that little area and they can connect all the homes in the area and it doesn't have to be part of the larger grid so it does kind of makes sounds good and they say that this is called decentralizing energy now don't worry, I'm not believing all the, you know, the glowing marketing. I know that there are many other nefarious reasons <laughs> and uses for this technology. So I'm just going to, I'm, you know, mainly just talking about what it is. And, you know, those of you who know what's really going on in the world and with the technocracy and the, the um, setting us up, For a highly controlled uh, one world government and new world order, you will recognize that this is a system that is being built around the world that will eventually be used against us for our own good, of course. But for now, I'm mostly talking about the actual science of it and just what it is. So in the meantime we have to get more solar panels put up more windmills built more more hydro plants built and another important uh, part of the grid is storage so when the sun is making electricity we have to store it somewhere and another part of being on this smart grid is that we'll be able to send stored energy through the grid anywhere, and it won't have to only be, you know, it'll, it'll it's actually going to be more like shareable. And you know, Texas Texas has its own grid. In case you didn't know, um, the the rest of America has an east coast an eastern grid and a western grid. And then there's the Texas grid. So, you know, I kind of like being part of having our own separate little thing here in Texas. And I really don't want that to change. But there could be times, I guess, when we might want to get some energy from a nearby state. So we'll see how that turns out. But, But yes, the storage, the battery storage, is a big part of the grid. And of course the you know the scientists are working hard at designing new ways to store energy because batteries are very expensive and they use rare uh, rare uh, metals that have to be dug out of the ground and mostly in foreign countries by poor people so it's not the best option but I have faith that some smart person is going to come up with a way to store energy in some other way. And we'll, you know, that remains to be seen. Now, if you go to my blog, which is blueskiesandgreenpastures.com and you go to this post, um, what is the smart grid? Then you can see some illustrations that show, you know, what a smart grid might look like for a city. Um, Interestingly, I didn't see a whole lot that were not cities. And I really do think that they mostly want us to all live in cities in the future. Not me. I don't want to live in a city. Okay, so what is another reason that the smart grid is really important? Now, this is the part that I thought was really interesting. And this was something that I didn't stumble across right away it was only after digging 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 and I was like ah this now we're getting down to the truth The what's really going on is that we are in another space race remember when we were trying to get to the moon before Russia well now we are trying to uh, get a modern electric grid and And get all of our technology um, in place before China, and it really is a race, and you know, I did read one article that was trying to say, "Oh, why basically, why can't we all just get along, and why do we have to compete with China? Why can't we just be equals and be friends? Well, you know that's just not the way of the world they're communist, and we're not." and you know we're we're not we're never going to be best friends with the communist country because we can't trust them they just have different morals and values now if they were all you know if they were if they weren't communist maybe we could have a a global world where we didn't have to have so much uh, competition and stuff but we do we do have it we have we have competition And this uh, smart grid is part of that competition. And another very important aspect of all of this technology is defense. They are working on ways and, and they've already come up with a lot of amazing technology that you can read about on the DARPA website and the department of defense website. They use, you know, they come up with the cool stuff at the Department of Defense because they're going to use it as weapons and as ways to protect us from people that are coming up with their own weapons. And so that is another very important reason that they want to have this smart grid is that cyber attacks are increasing. And if we, if we have to be able to protect the, the grid – And I think that's another reason they want to decentralize it and kind of make it a little like if you don't, they don't want the entire world to go dark at the same time. So if it's broken up into mini grids and decentralized, then the cyber terrorist wouldn't be able to take out all of it at one time. And, but I was reading something about quantum computing yesterday And China, China is really moving forward with that. So we may already be behind the eight ball. But in the meantime, we're we're still over here trying to get a smart grid built. And like I said, okay, so something you need to know is that electric companies and all of that stuff is privately owned in America. But in China, it's, of course, owned by the state the China communist state. So they don't have to worry about um, finding funding to build their smart grid. They just spend the money however they want. Well, in America, it doesn't work like that. They have to either, you know, get Congress to pass funding or they have to depend on private companies to do their own, um, you know, build their own stuff for their own profit reasons and i i don't know why that they have not been building this all i can figure is that they they figured out that they can just wait it out and eventually the government will pay for it with our tax dollars and it's you know kind of corporate greed right and you know these companies are making so much money because we all need electricity yet they don't want to pay to maintain their own, their own business, and they don't want to upgrade it. They want us to pay for it. So, um, you know, that's a pretty interesting little topic right there, but I'm going to take a break here and just make sure that you know about, that you can make your own podcast on Anchor. This episode is brought to you by Shopify advertisement and just a reminder that if you want to support my podcast i do have a paypal account and my uh, paypal for that is pkadams at industryinet.com if you want to send me a donation okay so we were talking about geopolitical reasons for the smart grid Another reason that the globalists want to get more smart grid, you know, more more electricity all around the world is so those people can use the Internet. (laughs) And you can, you know, I'm not making this up. I've read this on their own website. They want to get power. I mean, and this is like kind of a, it's like a good and a bad thing. They want to give electricity to these people, which will improve their lives. But it will also turn them into instant uh, consumers of the the global economy. And, you know, I wish it didn't have to be that way. But we also don't want these people living without electricity because it's it can help them to, you know, greatly improve their standard of living. So, um, I mean, just think, people who can't, people without electricity have no no lights, you know, I mean, they're living back in the, you know, caveman times, practically. So, you know, poverty creates suffering, and, you know, um, there's also a lot more just dis- Instability in poor countries, and those countries are more likely to be ruled by um, dictators and you know guerrilla warfare. You know, whoever has all the guns gets to be the president. So, if you know, if you could improve the standard of living, then you're more likely to improve the governance of the country as well. So, in the name of world peace, it's better to to make sure that we don't have a lot of poverty, and that's why it's important to help the whole world get the basics of life, including electricity. So, what is the price of progress? Well, when it comes to electricity, I think most of us prefer uh, flipping a light switch to lighting an oil lamp or a candle. And I think we would rather turn on the heater or have it come on automatically than have to go cut down a tree and make a fire. Now, it's good to know how to do those things, and it's good to have candles and wood in case of emergencies. But most of us don't really want to live off the grid. We like modern conveniences. But for every new technology we get, we eventually find out some of the drawbacks to it. For example, people who who live a very, you know, modern lifestyle, we don't get very much um, exercise. We're not out cutting wood or hunting or, you know, building our own houses or gardening and, you know, tending to livestock and things like that, even today's farmers have many, you know, electrical and gas-powered machines to help them get their work done. So we all, we all do work in our daily lives, but not like they did in colonial times. So um, now we are very dependent on machines and electricity. And all and most of the things that we use on a daily basis, many of them are electric, you know, electric stove, electric water heater, electric lights, um, appliances, our, our vehicles, which, you know, also this new grid is going to help power all those electric cars that are coming and trucks and trains and, and um, machines and all kinds of things. So um, because of because of the, the new technology now we are dependent on the electricity and we have to keep producing more of it and this can cause environmental damage as well as um, lifestyle diseases but I don't think any of us want to go back to life without electricity I know I don't, I sure like a nice long hot shower but Um, there's going to be some things coming up in the next evolution of electricity, the smart grid, that we may not be so happy to give up. And that is privacy and freedom. Because the smart grid will require the use of millions of sensors. And all of these sensors are going to be collecting data and some of that is going to be images. And some of that is going to be, um, you know, just, you know, time and numbers and stuff. But there are going to be cameras everywhere. There are going to be, you know, usage information. Nothing is going to be private anymore. And the government is going to have the ability to regulate. Once they have data, they can use that data to make regulations and they do and they will continue to do this so not only will we lo- lose our privacy but we will also lose our freedom because we were going we are going to be much more highly regulated and controlled so on the next topic I well that's not another topic but another thing I want to mention about the smart grid is that when you read these websites, you find that they tell you that one of the reasons that it's a good thing is that it's going to save consumers money. And they say that the way it's going to save you money is that it's going to give you information about your usage. Well, if you're like me, that sounds pretty stupid, but maybe some, it might help some people. Maybe I'm wrong. However, To me, telling me um, that the smart grid is going to help me control my electricity spending is like telling me that um, I can control my food cost by knowing how much I'm eating and then just eating less. So now if you're on a diet and you want to eat less, yes. You know, keeping a list of everything that you eat in a day Actually can help you become more like aware and and can sometimes help you eat less, but the thing is you're not going to stop eating completely, and you're still going to be hungry if you don't eat enough so it's the same thing with this smart grid you 're only going to be able to manage your electricity to a very minor degree, and most of us we're not purposely using more electricity than we should. I mean, who isn't already making sure they don't turn the air too cold and turning off lights that they're not using and, you know, weatherizing their house and turning things off when they leave the house for a long time. I mean, aren't we all doing that? So I don't, you know, what they're saying is talking about peak usage okay so they're saying that we can choose to reduce our energy use at peak times to save money well but what are peak times well here's the catch right now there is no peak time most of us are paying a flat rate for electricity that means we pay you know 11 cents per kilowatt hour, 24 hours a day. Well, under this new smart grid scheme, if you, if you, um, what they want to do is charge different rates for different times of day. So, for example, between 2 p.m. and 6 p.m., they're going to call that peak use. And they're going to say, well, if you want to use your electricity between 2 and 6 p.m., which is the hottest part of the day, right, um, it's going to cost you more. But you can choose not to use electricity during that time. You know, just turn off your air conditioner during the hottest part of the day. Just sit there and sweat. And you can save money. That's, that's bad logic, and that's really bad marketing. I mean, that, that's a scam right there. So I found out that that some companies are actually already offering time of use rates and they say, you know, that they have a little calculator and I guess you can put in, you can figure out if it would benefit you financially to use that time of race pricing, time of use pricing. So I guess if you're not home between 2 and 6 PM or other peak times, you know, then you might get a better deal doing it the other way. You know they say that um, if you're using electricity at the off-peak times, that it will be discounted. So you know some people may may be able to take advantage of that. But to me, it sounds like something that the average the average consumer is either not even going to be aware of or they're not going to understand how to do it or they're just going to think it's too hard or they may not be able to benefit from it because they're home all day, like me. <laughs> I mean, I hardly ever leave my house anymore, unfortunately. So, yes, I'm keeping it nice and cool and a reasonable. You know, I have it on 77 degrees. And if it gets... If it gets really hot outside, it can't even stay at 77. It it gets hotter than that just because the AC can't cool because it's Texas. But anyway, in the future, this is probably going to be something that is going to be done to all of us, which means that people who are using peak, you know, using electricity at peak times are going to pay more. And that's just the way it's going to be. So you can see that variable rate pricing, who does it benefit? It doesn't benefit the consumer. It benefits the electric company. And I read that they were actually starting to lose money because of houses are more energy efficient and appliances are more energy efficient. So people are actually using less energy now, so they want to raise their rates because they're not making enough money. And, of course, we also know that the cost of uh, natural gas is going up. I just found out that my per kilowatt hour rate is going up by one penny because of the price of natural gas. And, of course, they're going to blame that on Russia. But we all know that it is because of the climate agenda. Duh, because Texas has plenty of natural gas. But what are they doing? They're exporting it. So, anyway, as consumers, we're pretty much screwed and we can only buy what's available. And when it comes to electricity, it's not like you can go make your own. <laughs> well, I guess you can if you, you get, if you buy all the equipment, but most people cannot afford that. As for freedom, I think that um, eventually we're going to be put under a system where we're allotted so many kilowatt hours per day and once we run out our lights are going to be turned off because that's another thing about the smart grid is that they will be able to cut the power and your water anytime you don't pay your bill or you do something they don't like or if you use too much if you're not environmentally correct or maybe if you're not politically correct then they'll just turn off your electricity, and then what are you going to do? So anyway, this two-way flow of information that will be necessary to make the smart grid work will be able to make decisions for you, (laughs) like it or not. And this kind of control may not happen right away, but it will come, just like uh, low-flow toilets and catalytic converters and You know, uh, just like being able to shut off an electric vehicle remotely. You know, our lives are going to be controlled by the smart grid. So let's look at a little history of the funding of the smart grid. Um, I thought this was quite interesting, that when Obama was in office, and we all know that Joe Biden did everything that Obama wanted. Well, they actually they, they were pretty much like two peas in a pod. So uh, when Biden was vice president, he had a funding plan called Smart Grid Initiatives and he he deployed $4 billion to start building the Smart Grid. Well, Based on my research, most of that money went to installing smart meters, which I think were AMR meters, not AMI. Um, in other words, they were meters that could be read remotely, but they were not actually the kind of smart meters that we have now that are much more involved with the computers. Um And so now the money, a lot of the money that is being spent by the government is going to companies who are replacing those old meters with the newer ones that are actually controlled, you know, by computers. Um, And uh, let's see. Some electric providers also use the funds for distribution automation technology and demand response technology. But I, for one, would love to see how many jobs are actually created with that $4 billion and which companies profited the most. And did they happen to be friends with Obama or Biden or maybe Clinton? So now that Biden is president, he continues to implement Obama's agenda, including the smart grid. But like I said, this is a global agenda. It's not just O'Biden. <laughs> yeah, O'Biden. Um, and basically, because of the technology race, America really has to do this. So his infrastructure plan includes $2.3 billion in grants to modernize the grid. And this will also go not just to smart meters, but to, to more renewable power sources. So we need all that stuff. We need the lines, we need the power plants, we need the windmills, we need a lot of money. It's going to be trillions and trillions of dollars over the years. So what are their reasons for doing it? Well, this is what the the news thing said, is the Department of Energy will provide grants to strengthen and modernize America's power grid against fires, extreme weather, and other natural disasters exacerbated by the climate crisis. Yes, it's all about the climate crisis, which is a total load of you-know-what. It is not about that. It's about the technology race to get us all connected to the Internet. So, on another um, way of thinking about this issue is whether electricity is a human right. And increasing numbers of, of liberal people think that everything is a right these days. You know, health care is a right, food is a right, housing is a right, and electricity is a human right and should be provided by government. But the problem with labeling something as a right is that someone still has to pay for it and building these power plants and grids is very expensive. Uh, so while the Democrats are in power, we should expect to see more taxpayer money going to businesses, especially any business, even remotely connected to the climate agenda, which it's, it's really, it's, it's part two. It's just like the pharmaceuticals. Okay. Pharmaceuticals claim that everyone needs vaccines and cancer meds and all this other stuff. And they would make them if they could just get a little help. So that's what Bill Gates and Big Pharma have accomplished with COVID is they have got the governments of the world involved with funding their own businesses. And then we buy their products or the government buys. I mean, basically the government gives them the money to do the research, and then they buy the drugs from them and give them to people. So the government is the customer of big pharma, and now it is also the customer of energy companies, including all these renewables. So the oil companies, likewise, have been subsidized by the government for many years in order to keep oil cheap. But the powers that be, the the deep, the people at the top, maybe the Rockefellers, I don't know. People at the top have decided that they don't want oil anymore. They want electricity. Everything is going to be electricity from clean power plants, also known as renewable energy. Nothing to do with oil, evil oil. And you can read my, um, my blog about how They claim that people are addicted to oil, which I thought that one was a really interesting blog. But anyway, I read this really interesting article that was written in 2015, and it explained many of the issues that make grid modernization a difficult thing. And one of the things is that the businesses that are... (laughs) already making money providing electricity, namely the gas plants and the coal plants and the um, nuclear plant, uh, they don't necessarily want to give up their their business. I mean, that's, that's how they make their money. So they throw up obstacles in the form of um, lobbyists and, you know, the people, like the people in Texas, they're not, really supporting renewables as much you know yes they've done a little bit like in west texas where there wasn't a lot of electrical stuff they did put up a whole bunch of and not a lot of people either if you're not from texas you may not realize that west texas is kind of like a wide open desert so not that many people live there so it's a good place to put um You know, hundreds of windmills, and that's what they did. So we do have quite a bit of windmill power and solar power in Texas, but we also have tons of oil and gas, and that our entire economy has been built on. So you can imagine that in Texas, they haven't been super cooperative about, you know, switching over to renewables and building this new smart grid. They don't want to cut their own throat. So that's one reason. But you know, we got to beat China. We got to beat China and Russia to the to in, this, in this new space race. So I found this a really interesting subject. Uh, I suggest you check your electric bill. find out how much you are paying per kilowatt hour, KWH. and there's going to be probably two different numbers, so you have to add those two together. And if you're paying more than like fourteen cents, You're getting robbed, and you should shop around. Thankfully, I'm on a co-op, so ours is only 11 cents, but now it's going up to 12. But I assume that everyone in Texas will be seeing an increase because of the gas prices, if you haven't already, because I know our co-op said that they held off for a while on increasing our rates. So what do you think? Are you um, concerned about privacy and control? Do you think electricity is a public good? Should energy just be nationalized like it is in China? Um, What do you think is the real goal of smart grids? Do they have evil plans to control us all? And what about AI? AI is going to be part of the smart grid, just so you know. You know, artificial intelligence and machine learning. They're all part of the Smart Grid. So welcome to the future. Thanks for listening and be sure to visit my blog. And if you need a microphone for your podcast, check out the link in the show notes. Have a good one. Bye-bye.